It's your boy Jay Banner here for an exclusive Happy Percussion Coffee Podcast. Today we got the CEO and founder of Micro Boost Mushroom Gummies, Mushroom Coffee, HAC and Better Gummies. They got everything in here, man. From they got they got some crazy stuff going on over here, man. Let me let me let, let me introduce you to Bob. What's up, Bob? How you doing? Hey, <laughs> thanks for having me on. No man. problem. I appreciate you coming on, bro. Tell me about yourself, man. Give a little introduction. What's going on over here at Microboost? Yeah, well, we uh, we founded Microboost about a year ago, uh, but I've been making plant-based medicine for 15 years now, professionally, and uh, you know, kind of amateur style before yeah, yeah. that as well. And my, Microboost is a functional mushroom brand. We do coffee, we do gummies. Uh, like that song you heard, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and vegan soft gels, and we work with uh, fruiting body extracts for everything that we make. So we can take uh, lion's mane and put like a real therapeutic dose into a small form factor, like a gummy or a soft gel, because we take concentrated versions of the fruiting bodies. So as a as a supplement manufacturer, in addition to to running micro boosts, we also make a bunch of different white label supplements, right and. One thing that uh, over the past four years that I've learned is when people contact me and they want to put trendy ingredients into soft gels, gummies, you know, your ashwagandhas, your elderberry, you know, functional mushrooms are very much uh, in the zeitgeist, really popular right now. But, you know, a lot of times people, they, they want to have all these things in there and, uh, and it's just like way too much powderized ingredients to fit into a, yeah. a product like that. You would need like a, almost like a protein powder, just scooping stuff in to get, to get a significant dose of anything in there. Right. And so I'll explain that to them and say, you know, we can put ashwagandha and elderberry and all these things in there, but if we're going to put all that in, then it's really not going to be a significant amount of any of them, just really a token amount. And so many supplement companies, I'm shocked to learn, uh, will say like, oh, you know, we, we don't really care. We just want to have it on the label that it's yeah. on there and kind of basically trick the, the customer into buying something, you know, that it's just all marketing. Gimmicks. Yeah. And so uh, with, with Microboost, we wanted to, to make a mushroom product. I wanted to do it um, before a year ago. Uh, but I had never found that concentrate that we needed, right? And and I'm I'm a soft gel guy, so I don't like the big two piece like horse capsules. I don't think they have the same uh, value or or perceived value in the marketplace. You know, you can kind of make them at home and stuff. So uh, I, I waited until I found this company out of Canada that makes these these extracts. They've been doing it for 40 years, and it's just super high quality products. And a similar thing happens in the mushroom business. So a lot of 
of mushroom companies that are out there, especially the original ones. You know, we know that uh, mushrooms grown commercially are grown on a, uh, a starchy substrate, you know, like corn or brown rice. And so it's called the mycelial block because that substrate is where the mycelium will grow their root system and, you know, absorb the nutrients from the, from the grow material. And then out of that block comes the fruiting body, which is the stem, the cap of the mushroom. Uh, you know, some of the functional ones don't look like the traditional stem and cap, yeah, like yeah. lion's mane looks more like uh, that, uh, that character from, uh, from McDonald's, you know, or like with the pom-pom head. Um, but anyways, that, that fruiting body is what we use. I was shocked to learn that a lot of these mushroom companies actually pulverize the entire mycelial block and then sell that as mushrooms. Yeah. So it's not like brown rice or corn is bad for you, but essentially you're just getting a ton of filler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so it says like 600 milligrams of lion's mane in a capsule, it could be 80% brown rice. And so I liken it to like buying an ounce of weed and getting three quarter ounces <laughs> of the dirt that yeah, the yeah, weed yeah. was growing. Well, it might be good dirt, <laughs> but that's not what you're paying for. Yeah, yeah. You know? So uh so that that was the the beginning of micro boost, and you know, uh, once we found that that vendor that had that that really quality product, that's when we could start making some some cool products uh, with our mushroom brands. So, fifteen years leading up to this point, when you started back, when, when you started back, like experiment, like just as far as like, yeah. like using well stuff I'm, together, kind of. In college, uh, I started a. Uh, a uh, cannabis butter company. It was actually vegan butter. And uh, we put this label on it called like crazy Jane's vegan herbal butter That's... with the, uh, you know, a kooky looking granny on it. I even had like my dorm room, like busted. And, you know, oh, like, we know that this is pot butter. I was like, no, it's not. You know, I like took a big spoonful of it. I was like, you see, uh, why would I, I wouldn't do this if it was pot butter. Uh, but anyways, uh, <laughs> I, I graduated college and moved to LA uh, to be a writer actually i got my degree in creative writing and a buddy of mine moved out here uh, we moved out here together we started doing uh, different odd jobs ghost writing copywriting for porn uh we did uh you know a bunch of different like joke writing yeah, yeah. sort of stuff punched up uh the jokes and some some drafts of of books we did like a skinny bitch like cookbook <laughs> at one point uh, but every night when we were done with our our work, we would talk about starting an edibles company called, I can't believe it's pot butter, just because we thought it was a hilarious <laughs> name. And, uh, and after, you know, like a couple of weeks of, you know, just, you know, having pipe dreams about this one night, I was like, you know what, I, we can't keep talking about this either. We got to do it. Or, you know, I just want to stop talking about it. So I went to the grocery store, got some paper and pen and, you know, started drawing out a, a business plan for it. And uh, within a few months we had this this brand up and running i was going to dispensaries this is in like 2008 right okay, so it was yeah, right yeah. after i moved to la the day barack obama won the election in november 2008 and prior to that you know it was eight years of gw bush administration so all the dispensaries in california were pretty leery about working with people they didn't know okay you know especially a white guy from the suburbs walks in and you know says he has pounds for sale <laughs> uh, they're like, we don't know you, man. We only buy from people we know. So I say, well, how do I get to know these guys? And that was how we came up with, like, well, we start making brownies, caramel corn, Rice Krispie treats. 
I go there every day, you know, give them free edibles, tell them jokes of where I was uh, doing stand-up comedy at the time. Oh, so no I'm shit. like working on a routine and just, <laughs> you know, people smoke weed, tell them jokes, give them free brownies. And after a few months, you know, now we're friends. Uh, and so that was how, uh, that was the motivation. Really, we just, we made the edibles company to literally like butter people up so they would buy our, <laughs> our flour. Uh, but then the, the edibles became more of a branding opportunity than flour and you know we got our distribution uh really big really fast and so um and then at the time uh so when you would go into a dispensary they didn't have like you know 100 milligrams thc on brownies back then yeah they had just completely arbitrary units of measurement like it would have a rice crispy treat and it would have like 10 skull and crossbones on it oh, you know yeah. there would be like a, a root beer and it would be like oh this is equivalent to 25 puffs you know, so you're just like, you had no idea. Right? Yeah. I remember drinking one of those damn root beers, man, or colas, because somebody brought me back from like Colorado or something. And bro, that shit fucked me up, you know? Yeah. You drink the whole soda, you think you're going to be cool, be able to chill, but nah, that shit hit different, you know? It's like, yeah. It, you, next thing you know, I'm just like, holy shit, what did I do, man? And then I forgot I drank that soda and I was super fucking high. I, I mean, I think everybody's had that edibles experience where they're like, oh, I'm going to eat a little bit of this. I don't think it's really working. Yeah. Maybe it's weak. Maybe I should have some more. And then you eat, you know, another bite of it. And then half hour later, it's like, it's, it's far too much, you know? Yeah. You can't... Uh, undo that extra bite that you had and so also it was frustrating because the way that you know people would determine at the dispensary whether or not they wanted to carry our product they would uh they'd walk in give them the sample like all right we got this guy mikey he's got the craziest tolerance and we're gonna give him your edible and if he gets high from it you know we'll buy it and i'm thinking to myself like is that your entire customer basis? You know, <laughs> just like this guy. This guy, you know? his tolerance is super high. <laughs> and, you know, people love to talk shit too. So Mikey will be sitting there smoking a blunt in the corner. He's like, I don't think your brownie really works, bro. I was like, well, you should return the blunt then too, man. <laughs> you're already high, you know? Uh, so uh, we wanted something that was like more scientific and yeah, more yeah. objective. And, uh, you know, my whole career has been about you know, to legitimize plant-based medicine, it's got to be like medicine and that it is predictable and measurable, right? You don't, some, you don't take an aspirin if you have a headache and sometimes your headache goes away and sometimes you trip balls, you know, it's like, it's consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we started a trade association for edibles manufacturers and we called it CAPSKI. Uh, California Association for the Production of Safe Cannabis Edibles. Oh, okay. Yeah, and we're all like 24 at this time, right? And we called up all the biggest edibles companies in the state and we told them our idea. We're like, you know, uh, also legalization was first on the ballot in, uh, in 2010 in California. It lost because it was like midterm election and, you know, a lot of infighting. Half the people in, in cannabis didn't want it legal. Turns out they were totally 100% right to think that way. Uh, but, uh, you know, we wanted, we didn't want bureaucrats to, to, uh, uh, regulate edibles having no idea, you know, what they're talking about, which is typically how bureaucrats like to regulate stuff. So we wanted to show them like, this is what you should do. You should test every batch, you know, put the milligrams of THC, not some arbitrary yeah. skull and crossbone <laughs> units of measurement. And so we called this lab in Oakland uh, called Steep Hill. They were one of the first labs in California or anywhere in the country that was testing THC and CBD and, uh, and we called them up. We said, we, you know, we want to get every edibles company to test every batch of edibles. 
and they were thrilled. They rolled out the red carpet because testing wasn't required at that time. So hardly anybody did it, Yeah, you know? And so they said they, we could have the meetings at their place and we got everybody together. And, you know, frankly, some of the, the brands that are like my age now, they were shocked. Like these 23, 24 year old kids that, you know, just in like six months got everywhere in the state. And uh, it, it was cool, you know, to, uh, to be leaders um, at that early age. But, you know, they respected us. Uh, despite our age and and we really worked together and you know created this system which is why uh, you know now you go into a dispensary and you actually know and it has to be tested and proven what's in there wow that's cool as shit man like that's the reason why everybody's got micro dose amount on there because you guys actually kind of like started that yeah i mean there's a few other associations in colorado and yeah, yeah. you know some of the other states oregon that uh that were early adopters you know, we're not the only ones that had this idea, but, uh, you know, California, California is a huge yeah. market. Yeah. Man, that's fucking sweet as hell, though. Because, like, the milligrams, like, you, like are, are they still accurate, though, as, as, as if they say there's 3,000 milligrams or there's could be more still? Well, I mean, in the regulated cannabis market, you know, it has to be within uh, 10% plus okay. or minus, okay. you know, and, and there are ways to, to fudge the results, I'm sure, but, you know, the... The BCC, the Board of Cannabis Control, is pretty strict about it. Uh, and you have to really get it right, because if you don't, then it, you're legally required to destroy no all shit. these cannabis edibles, you know? So if you make a 100 milligram brownie and they're 115 milligrams, you know, maybe you could, should call Mikey. You know, <laughs> like a truckload of them, you know? So the, did Mikey ever tell you, like, yo, dog, the brownies were hidden? Yeah, and, you know, and, like, the... It, there's so many different variables that go into it, right? You know, what you ate that day, you know, how much you drank the yeah, night before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I remember one gal uh, gave us a review of uh, our, we had a line of drinks called Chronic Tonics and it had Lazy Lemonade and Paradise Punch. She's like, yeah, I had one of those, uh, those punches, you know, I chugged it and then I puked. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. She's <laughs> like, it was awesome. <laughs> I was so high, you know, I was like, okay, well, to each their own, you know? Oh, like after she consumed it, she like let it settle in and then she puked? Yeah, she vomited and then had like a five-star review. So you never know, you know? Man, I had a friend one time, I got some edibles and he's like, oh man, I can eat these no problem, right? There's like a, one of those nerd ropes. You know, uh -huh. he said, so yeah. he's like, oh, I eat these too. And somebody made some like homemade Rice Krispie treats because we, we, we be making the butter too, you know, the weed butter at home. So we make it and we, we use it for the batch. And then one, I got a batch of, uh, what the hell was it, man? It was like resin. I think it was resin. Uh huh. So I had like a, almost like a half ounce of that. And I just threw it in like a whole batch of like Rice Krispie treats. Uh -huh. And that shit made it super potent. So I didn't know how much they were, like milligram wise. So I gave my friend one of those and one of those nerve ropes. He's like, ah, oh, eat this, no problem. He calls me the next day. He said, man, bro. At like 2.30 in the morning, I woke up and I just threw up all over the place. He's like, but I was so fucking high, though, you know, because he, he's like, because he was talking shit like all oh, these ain't nothing, you know, but you really yeah. don't know because your, your body breaks it down different. You know what I mean? It goes through your liver. So the enzymes and everything changes different, the bloodstream. So that's totally. why it's like hits you 10 times harder than you do if you smoke it. Yeah, I, I like them, but. I kind of ease off the edibles a little bit just so. Same. Because <laughs> you don't know where it's going to go. Like you said, it could be good or it could just be like, ah. But we were so broke at the beginning that, and uh, and one of the things to like zag was we're like, we're gonna make savory pot food too. So we made like 
hummus. We were in little Armenia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, as we made hummus, we made like hot sauce. We made pizzas and chicken wings and stuff. We quickly realized like the shelf life on those things was, you know, no one good. day. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so that, that didn't work out that great, but you know, we we're making all that stuff at the beginning. And, uh, and that was like the only food we had at our house, you know? <laughs> and so we had, we called uh, ganja food, ganja food. And then if it didn't have ganja in it, we called it nanja food. Nanja food. Yeah. <laughs> but basically what would happen is we'd work all day, making this stuff all day, not eat, and then be starving at the end of the day. And then open the fridge and there's pot pizza and chicken wings. Like, well, we are hungry. <laughs> and then you, you know, you just get blasted and, uh, you know, it's a vicious cycle. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Start all over again. Like I'm never eating edibles again. You know. Well, been 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 in the industry for like 15 years now. Then I mean, you, you probably consumed a lot of edibles and enough for a lifetime, basically in that first six months. <laughs> so. <laughs> so now you just you just casually smoke now and now. Are you, you, you? Yeah, I I smoke pot every day. Um, I, I microdose uh, every other day. Take functional mushrooms every day. Yeah. 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 So uh, moving forward, where you at now with the micro boost? After learning all that, that you over the fifteen years of this, how like you said you started this in twenty nineteen? Uh, yeah, well, Custom Capsule Consultants is our white label manufacturing company, and we founded that in twenty nineteen. Uh, micro boost brand. We we had like a a company retreat in uh, the summer of twenty twenty one. And we had like a Shark Tank like uh, game. Oh no! Shit. Yeah, yeah. We did, and uh, one of the teams had a, a functional mushroom line called the Myco Boost, uh, and their idea was to combine functional mushrooms with traditional supplements, sort of like we do with CBD. So they had like uh, the the brain had ginkgo biloba and uh, niacin and some other uh, synergistic ingredients in there, but that was really the uh where it all started was a, a corporate retreat and just like a, a shark tank game that we all had to come up with some new product ideas but now you know i got years of experience dealing with dispensary people with the hemp products that we sell you know we smell we sell to smoke shops and so then the new challenge with micro boost is just learning the uh the buying uh, ways of the grocery stores and the big box stores. And, you know, it's, it, I wish I could just go to the head of CVS and just give him pot food and tell him jokes every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big, yeah. But uh, it's a different process with them. So that's something that we're still navigating. So you still got to get to the corporation, head, head of the corporations for that, right? For CVS. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, mushroom, mushroom coffee, mushroom products are, becoming super popular now. It's, it's very similar to how CBD became popular about, about six, seven years ago. I think as it's a uh, cooler, cooler, older brother, THC is becoming decriminalized yeah, and yeah, yeah. it's in the news and people are accepting it. You know, I got a call from my grandma like eight, nine years ago and Sanjay Gupta had did this, this special on CNN about CBD. And she calls me up. She's like, did you know, about CBD, like has all the benefits of marijuana, but with none of the high. I was like, yes, Grandma, I know about <laughs> CBD. Yes, um, but you know that's when it really starts to hit the mainstream, and when you know people like my grandma in the Midwest, uh, you know, hear it from somebody else, you know, on television, then it's okay. Versus yeah, yeah, yeah. your your grandson that's been talking about it forever. <laughs> but now I think functional mushrooms are having a very similar moment. I mean, they've been 
in uh, traditional Chinese medicine for thousands and thousands of years. You know, we found mushrooms in, uh, in like Neanderthal um, uh, mummified uh, remains and stuff in, in, uh, in the, the glaciers. Um, but, uh, but now as psilocybin and psychedelic mushrooms are becoming legalized and decriminalized in cities and states, I think, you know, sim similar sort of thing. People are more curious about mushrooms and then learn like CBD, like a uh, lion's mane, for example, uh, does a lot of the same things that microdosing mushrooms does, right? If you take a lot of mushrooms, you know, you, uh, you hallucinate and, uh, you know, have a, a real spiritual experience, but a, what that what is happening is uh, is something called neuroplasticity. You know, it's forming new neural connections, and in extreme cases, we have stuff called like synesthesia, right? And that's when you like close your eyes and can hear music, or you can taste colors, yeah, right? Yeah, or yeah. There's these these crosses that are happening in your brain that don't normally happen, uh, but on a on a microdosing level, you know, you're not. Uh, uh, having those auditory or visual hallucinations, but there is uh, new connections that are firing in your brain. And, and that helps, you know, people overcome depression and anxiety and stuff yeah. like that, because it, it just sort of shows them that there's a new way of thinking that, you know, the, the pattern or the, the habit that they go down uh, that leads to that, that feeling of uh, strong depression or anxiety. You know, I think it just shows, more awareness that that's really a choice yeah, yeah. And, and the mushrooms show you that that you have uh, other options and lion's mane works the same way it, it has neurogenesis it forms new neural new neurons or new brain cells you know when my mom would catch me smoking pot in high school she'd say you're gonna lose those brain cells yeah, and they're yeah, never yeah. coming back so, well now we've got lion's mane mom, <laughs> you know? so smoke away yeah uh but but yeah, so that uh, lion's mane is the is the number one mushroom. I think it has a really cool name that lion's probably mane. doesn't hurt. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's the closest one to to psilocybin with the, those sort of properties. But all mushrooms are are fascinating the way that they work. I mean, uh, the the mycelium is the largest living organism on the planet. It's really like the internet for nature. And, uh, and mycelium are like our, our neurons in our brain. They're just like these thin hairs that run throughout the entire world. It's under our feet right now, anywhere you are on earth. And, uh, you know, they can send messages. They can send different nutrients to different parts of the forest that need it. And that's my like working theory on how mushrooms works on people is because everybody's different. Like what my brain needs and what your brain needs are going to be different things. I think that the mushrooms know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and they help you where you need the help. And uh, that, that's just a working theory, but that's been, you know, anecdotally so, my experience yeah. and a lot of people I know. That's, that's a cool-ass theory, though, because, like, as far as, like, taking, like, mushroom mushrooms, you know, like, and them working on you in a certain way or giving you that kind of thought process in your head, like, I was explaining to you, like, I was like, and because we're all, like, gods in our own universe, you know? So, like coming to that conclusion of my, me and realizing who the hell I am, you know, like people like uh, gravitate towards me kind of. Cause, and I, sure. I, and I don't see myself as this like big figure, like everybody sees me as I'm, I still think I'm like some five, nine guy, but I'm actually six, three, you know, two, two fucking 80, uh -huh. but I feel like I'm just like a regular old five, nine, like nobody. But in reality, man, I'm just 
fucking big figure, you know? And it's crazy because I don't never get to see myself or really look at myself in the mirror like that to understand that, dude, you're a big guy, you know? And I, sometimes I'll be like, damn. And my wife, shout out to my wife, though. But she's like so little. And I'll be like, man. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? She's so little. But, uh, but um, and then, like, coming back to that conclusion of your, your theory of, like, the mushrooms know of what, to, the, like, the message to give you, like, when you're you're taking a listening trip, uh, trip like I have. And it, it's kind of cool, man, to think that way. Like, and like you said, it's everywhere, too. I was just reading, too, about the networks of the forest, of the trees, how they, like, actually communicate throughout mm-hmm. the jungle, too. Like, if, like, that's why you ever heard of the moving trees? You ever seen, you ever heard of the moving trees? Like from Lord of the Rings? Uh, yeah, like, but they said supposedly, like, the forest is really moving at night. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes the roots are up and move, like, they're, like, different. And it's kind of, like, some parts of the world in the Amazon, they be supposedly moving at night. It's, it's kind of crazy, too. Like, the forest comes alive, you know? Just the nature is we like some uh, avatar shit coming together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I first moved to L.A., one of my ghostwriting jobs was, like, a spiritual thriller, kind of like a... Celestine prophecy, yeah, but it was about redwood trees, and it was like a metaphor for family. Uh, but redwood trees have an interconnected root system, and just like mycelium can pass um, nutrients and information to different parts of the forest, so I feel like really full circle. Um, you know, talking about mycelium and mushrooms all the time. Uh, you know, t- just reminds me of that that gig I had right when I first moved to LA. Yeah, yeah. So, man, that's crazy. Just from you going, not knowing nobody, right? And you just taking fucking edibles. And then it from you trying to sell your flower as a distributor. And then they did they really like your product more as a like an edible? Or did they like both products as like the flower? And the oh, product? yeah. I mean, we did, we did the flower for a long time, too. Um, but, you know, there there wasn't really like flower brands at the time, right? Everybody had the big jars, you know, yeah, yeah. They, uh, so it wasn't as uh, an opportunity to to brand as easily as the cannabis. And, you know, there was just not a ton of professionalism in packaging or in general in uh, the cannabis industry back then. So, you know, even at the our first iteration was just saran wrap with the sticker on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was more branding than uh, than most people had. And uh, and actually, I got arrested with like eighty pounds of uh, of flour, and so that really wiped out my whole bankroll. And uh, you know, ended up fighting that in court for years, beat it. Um, but that at that time, you know, we, we lost the bankroll, and I, I came back. I was like, well, you know, we got to sell more brownies than ever. I'm about <laughs> to have a giant lawyer bill. Uh, but yeah, fortunately, beat all of that with uh, with a collective defense and uh, and uh, a DA that uh, really pissed off the judge that day. So that that worked out for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's cool, man. Fucking glad you uh, got away from that and got that wiped off the table. Yeah. From uh, all this experience that Micro Boost got with all the coffee, the gummies, and different products do different things, right? You said you got one here for immunity. You got one here for wellness, brain. Right. So how did you go about just like picking different things that you wanted to integrate into MicroBoost? Yeah, so the, the we have three different uh, soft gel SKUs. Uh, the brain one is the one that I take every day. It's like my entrepreneur fuel. It's a combination of lion's mane and cordyceps, 750 milligrams of each mushroom per pill. Uh, so I take two every day. The lion's mane, you know, like we talked about, great for focus, uh, great for, uh, you know, growing brain cells. And then cordyceps is a natural source of energy. 
Uh, it's great for your lung health. So people take it as a, as a pre-workout sometimes, but that combination of those two we found is just, just great for, for energy and focus. And then the uh, immunity one is a combination of turkey tail, chaga, and reishi. And they're just mushrooms that have, you know, the anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, anti-cancer properties. So we, we put those all together for people looking for higher doses of those. And then, you know, because mushrooms is so new to so many people, we made the wellness formula as well, which, you know, people say, I want to take mushrooms, but I don't really know which ones to take. Wellness has all five of the functional mushrooms that we use in there. So really those are, those are uh, some of the, the most mushrooms per, per unit that you can get. Our gummies are, taste delicious. And, you know, they taste so good that it's hard to eat just one. <laughs> there's only 300 milligrams of mushrooms per gummy. So, you know, you got to eat five gummies to get as much mushrooms as in one soft gel. But now our coffee has uh, 3,000 milligrams of mushrooms uh, per cup. You know, whenever we're coming out with a new product, I basically buy the top 10 selling products on Amazon or that I can find on the Internet and try them all. And really, you know, try and understand what's in there, uh, what's working for them. And uh, what I found with the coffee in particular, you know, there's brands like Mudwater. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're called Mudwater in part because it doesn't really dissolve very well in the coffee. Like you always just have this like kind of sludge at the bottom of the cup, which I didn't think was that pleasing. And then uh, and then a lot of them also taste like that, uh, that myceliated oats. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because there's so much of it in there. It just really tastes kind of like the dirt that the mushrooms were grown in. And so I didn't find that appealing either. And so I wanted something that was going to have none of that uh, mycelial block stuff, just pure mushrooms and a lot of them, a therapeutic, uh, you know, beneficial amount of them. And I wanted something that tasted good, you know, because yeah, yeah. you might trick somebody into buying the product one time, but if it just tastes like, you know, dirty water, like <laughs> that's not going to, you're not going to change your habits for dirty water. You know, I don't care how much you like mushrooms. Yeah, 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 for sure. Tastes does help with the, with the, with the securing of the, somebody buying this thing, man. Cause that's for sure. Like, can you, like mud water, I tried mud water one time and it was just like, nah, this is not for Yeah. Good. I mean, it's not hard to get something that dissolves and tastes good. I yeah. Mean, it's, it's literally you go out and get some red clay and just call it clay water and call it a day. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> It, 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 sell my product. Um, you get the right marketing team, you can sell most things. So when you when you started a uh, micro boost up when in 2019, that's like right at the heart of the pandemic. So how was that like for you, man? Yeah, well, yeah, we we strategically launched right as the world was shutting down. Uh, uh, it was it was really tough. You know, we're a brand new brand and a brand new company, so we didn't qualify for a lot of the employee retention credits and stuff. You know, we just started, so it's like, oh yeah, we can we can give you uh, credits, you know, based on your pay stubs from 2019. I was like, well, we just started doing pay stubs in 2020. Um, so basically, as soon as we we launched, yeah, the pandemic had us uh, all sent back home. So we made a bunch of product uh, prior to that, and I'm calling, you know, CBD stores and and uh, you know, people are everybody's afraid that they're going to go out of business. No one really knew. Uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, how bad it was going to be. And yeah, I mean, with a few exceptions, people would just hang up on me, but I found a few folks, right? I'd never give up and I'd go and just like sit across the store from them, you know, with the mask on, I'd do my presentation from you know, 20 feet away. 
And, uh, you know, I really had a lot of opportunity to talk to them. There wasn't a ton of foot traffic coming yeah. in and out of there, interrupting my, my uh, presentation. sales presentation. Yeah. So I uh, just kept going, you know, uh, I met someone at a psychedelic conference last week and she asked me, you know, with all of the, the issues that come up in an emerging industry, but troubles with partners and, you know, all the stuff that, that we hear with, uh, with cannabis people and, uh, and mushroom and hemp people. She's like, what, how do you keep going? You know? And I just said, well, I just, I just love it. You know, I'm really fascinated and curious about these things. I'm an advocate for plant medicine because it's what it's done for me and for so many people that I know. And so I just, there, I don't have an option, but to, but to persevere. Uh, fortunately, the summer of, uh, of 2020 is about when Delta 8 uh, first started to hit the scene. I really think that that saved not only our business, but a ton of hemp businesses, because now all of a sudden you had this, this legal uh, cannabinoid that has, you know, 75% the effects of, of Delta 9 THC and, uh, and a ton of people at home looking for some relief. Yeah, and yeah. in a lot of states, you know, medical or recreational marijuana just wasn't an option. Uh, so that, uh, that really helped revive our business. And you know, I've got photos from the time of Armando and I making soft gels and we have a measuring tape that we're still six feet apart. You yeah. know? Uh, we, we kept coming into work. Uh, we were, we were named a, um, what did they call it? The, the necessary businesses, you know, just like cannabis at the time too, uh, essential businesses. So we were able to, to keep coming into work, but it was not easy. Yeah. Yeah. So hitting that part, man, how, how, how did that hit the spirit? You know, like you're launching a new company and then yeah. the pandemic hits and then like, how did that keep you? How did, how did your, how did you keep your hopes alive, man? Like you just kept going basically. Yeah. I mean, I took money from friends and family to start the business, you know, friends, uh, work for me, you know, uh, people like Armando, I, I met and hired and was just such great guys that anytime there is a struggle, you know, I worry about myself last, really, you know, and first I'm thinking about, you know, my parents that invested in me, you know, after when you know, 15 years ago, they would chide me for getting into cannabis. Now yeah. they've, they've seen what I've done and they're investing in my business. And so I just don't want to let them down. You know, I don't want to let my, uh, my mother-in-law that invested, you know, some of my best friends and, you know, I never want to uh, lay people off or, you know, tell somebody like, you know, I'm going to give you this opportunity and not come through. So, you know, I just did whatever it took. I would, I would, uh, sit down at my desk and, and email 150 people before lunch and then come back after lunch and, you know, 10, 15 people had responded to me and, you know, just, uh, just keep working it and, and don't give up and, you know, cannabis and mushrooms definitely <laughs> help the spirit. Uh, to, to persevere uh, in times like that and and just working with people that you really care about too and it's not just like me like pulling all the weight you know trying to make it work it's everybody coming together and you know really trying to see a vision together yeah yeah so as far as being at that low part you you, you fell in a little bit of depression at all man like Oh, I mean, yeah, during the, during the summer of 2020, when they had the George Floyd riots and, you know, cops shooting activists and, you know, the world just seemingly falling apart at the seams and Trump. And, uh, yeah, I was definitely in a low place. 
uh, I started, I started going to, uh, therapy, you know, I hadn't done therapy for, for years and years and, and that was really helpful. Uh, I quit all, um, intoxicants for like three months, including coffee and, you know, just, uh, just realize like, you know, the keeping the business alive was more important than anything more than any of my vices or habits. And so, uh, yeah, with the help of that, that therapist, uh, you know, I just worked on some other coping mechanisms to yeah. deal with stress and stuff and, and fortunately got through it. Got through and it. Thanks to all of our, our customers that, uh, you know, believed in us, uh, early on and, and, um, you know, we all grew together. That's pretty awesome, man. To persevere through that at a tough time like that. And being as an entrepreneur myself, you got any kids or anything like that? Uh, no kids. I have two dogs. Okay. They're kind of my kids. Yeah. <laughs> Fur babies. So it's all right. But yeah, yeah, yeah man. I, the pandemic, I was gracious enough to have a business too, to keep, keep going. You know, people were actually, I think I was the busiest around my time because people were actually buying more photos because people were, had money all of a sudden people were buying video shoots. So I was able to still travel because flights got even cheaper, you know? So it was like my business actually made more, of an impact based on it. Cause everybody else is getting those PPP loans or whatever was right. going on. So people were investing into themselves and to their, and hadn't hired me for gigs. So it, it, I, I kind of survived. The, I think it kind of did me kind of good. Cause I started the podcast too. Yeah. And then in 2019, cause I was in, once, once everything shut down, I was in the basement, you know, like, forget it. I'm just going to do it. Cause I'm a big Joe Rogan fan too. So mm -hmm. he's always talked about like, man, if you, if you talk to people or you're interested to talk to other people, so just get them on there and start a podcast yourself. So I'm down there just listening to myself voice. Cause at first there was a little bit of self doubt, you know, cause thinking about everybody, like their thought process or what are you going to think about it? How their feedback on the podcast, you know, how everybody is, everybody's always throwing negative shade on sure. somebody trying something new, you know? So I, once I got over that fear, man, it's just, started to keep going just keep dropping episodes and meeting new people and here we are now you know having you from micro boost talk about your products man which is pretty good by the way because uh i had tried one i think it was this one uh-huh yeah we, when we met in vegas and man i tell you it, it was a shocker i didn't think it was gonna make me feel like that but it was it was pretty good had me cool relaxed like it was just like man this is dope as hell off a little gummy you know yeah I mean? yeah thank you yeah no problem and the, the, this turkey tail i think i'm Remember hearing about this, uh, there's a fungus guy. You ever heard him on, on Netflix? Oh, Paul Stamets yeah. has a, a TED Talk about turkey tail. Yeah, and yeah. His mom had uh, like stage breast four cancer. breast cancer and high doses of turkey tail went into complete remission. And, uh, you know, they gave her like months to live. She ended up living for years and years yeah. afterwards. Yeah, that was a cool story. And I heard that and I was like, man, that's, that's pretty awesome that you integrated that into your product, man. So how, 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 how are the, what, what's your top seller out of all these right here, right now? Uh, the coffee is the top seller. It's our newest product, but, uh, I think that, you know, people already have the habit. Coffee is the number one used drug in the world. And so, you know, everyone's got that habit of having a, the, the morning cup and, uh, that's quickly become our, our best selling product and even more searched online than, than lion's mane, for example, the most searched term is mushroom coffee. So it's extremely popular right now. And, you know, though we don't have the same marketing team or budget as a, as a mud water, you know, people that uh, are looking for stuff like this and try ours and realize a dissolvable 
uh, non-dirt tasting coffee as possible, then uh, you know we we get some converts. Yeah, and it's it's great to see. That's that's one of the awesome things. You know, we met at a, a convention, but uh, you know, going to the conventions and seeing the real time reaction to people tasting our gummies or trying our coffee is really satisfying. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like you say. Yeah, a lot of people talk shit, but I think that for every uh, every detractor out there, you know, you, I, I remind myself too. You probably have fifty people. They're admiring you from afar, but they're not saying anything. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, like I said, I told my friend yesterday, man. Like, um, my Instagram has been going crazy since I've been in Cali, right? So it's like inboxes. Everybody's watching, right? But nobody's really sharing, or not, not. You know what I'm saying giving uh, gratitude or anything like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying showing anything like uh, giving you satisfaction of what you're doing. You know, it's just to uplift you a little bit because you know that 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 would be uplifting if somebody was like, "Yo, bro, that's fucking awesome! Congratulations! You know, keep doing what you're doing." But nobody even does that. Everybody just watch, rather watch you from afar, like you said, admire you from afar, and don't even and and actually preying on your downfall. You know, even though they're admiring you're doing something, but they're really just waiting for you to fail. So then they'll say something to you like, oh, "I told you you couldn't do it" or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Instead of giving you that uplifting moment when you're still battling all these demons every day, you wake up all this hard times because you know we we can fail at any moment in life but this is how we persevere and get through it and keep going like you you did and what you experienced in 2019 you know and i guaranteed if it wasn't for the therapist huh I'd probably to oh yeah super helpful and uh yeah you, you can't you can't do it alone sometimes you know and uh being a a, a big guy and a you know self-made guy you know you want to say like that you can do everything on your own and you don't need anybody. Yeah. But, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was such a challenging time that, that, you know, it's finally like, Hey, I'll, I'll try anything. So, so now that the pandemic's passed, man, everything now, how is everything is it going, come picked up back normal yet for you? Like, oh yeah. You know, like, I, I feel, I feel like I've never had a better team in my entire career. You know, we're, we're such a close knit group, you know, the, the production team will go and, uh, you know, they watch each other's dogs. They go and, you know, eat deep mushrooms together. Yeah. They don't always invite me, uh, <laughs> but, you know, uh, I, I have a great relationship with our, our fellow sales team and, and production team. And, and yeah, I just couldn't be more grateful, you know, uh, over the years, you know, you, you have people come and go. Um, and sometimes, you know, they're, they're really good for, uh, just a, a small part of time, but now I feel like everybody on the team really sees the vision and, and, you know, we're rowing in the same direction yeah. and that, that is what, uh, is what feels great. You know, you can have a, a talented group of, of people or a high paid group of people, but if you're not all on the same page, yeah, you kind of just end up swimming in circles. So the soft, the soft gel products, the vegan, how's the process for that? Like, Extremely painful at first. Uh, there's a reason why 99% of soft gels on the market are made with gelatin. Uh, they're, they're much faster, cheaper, uh, easier to produce. Uh, vegan soft gels are uh, the, the, the temperature and humidity required to make them. It has to be super dialed in. They're a lot stickier than gelatin soft gels. So you have to be careful when making them. And also when uh, you saw the soft gel machine today. Yeah. So it's really cool. It's like People don't, I think, realize until they see it sometimes, but it's two halves of a shell that come together and they're in a millisecond where the oil or the active is injected into it and it seals. And when you're making gelatin soft gels, there's a wedge that it's heated 
that helps to seal those two halves. But with vegan, it's only pressure. So the, there's, uh, they, they have a lot more tendency to leak and particularly to leak at the seam or where those two halves come together. And so, yeah, we had, uh, you know, maybe 50 runs where we would have 10, 15, 20% leaking soft gels. And, you know, at the time CBD <laughs> was still valuable, you know, it wasn't a $300 a kilo. Now, it, you know, back then it's still like 1500 dollars or yeah, so yeah. so it just and we're a startup so i see these money we're just like going down away, the drain. Yeah. Uh, but eventually we, we really got it down uh, we we developed a, a die roll that has three seams it's like a seal within a seal within a seal and it keeps our our vegan soft gel uh, shrinkage or loss to less than one percent now and and it's awesome too so when people make a gelatin soft gels uh, a lot of times what they'll do is add what's called an enteric coating. An enteric coating just raises the pH of the shell of the, the gelatin soft gel. And the reason they do that is because when you take a supplement, a soft gel, uh, the, the pH is about 4.5, right? And our stomach acid pH is between 4 and 5. So when you swallow that supplement, it breaks down in your stomach and your stomach acid can destroy a lot of the active ingredient in there, whether that's THC or vitamin C or, or lion's mane. Uh, but so they add the enteric coating, it'll, it'll raise the pH of the shell. And so it'll break down in your intestine rather than in your stomach. Uh, the tapioca starch, which is our, our gelatin alternative, has a natural pH of seven. So it, it uh, <laughs> it naturally, um, you know, will break down in your intestine rather than your stomach. We live on a real live street here in LA. We're outside our window now. We got uh, somebody doing a burnout. Guy doing some donuts. <laughs> classic, classic event down here. It's a Friday. It's a Friday. <laughs> it's Friday. They got videos and the other guy burns water. <laughs> We also live near a fire station. Forty minutes in, I'm surprised we haven't had a fire truck roll by yet. Perfect podcast studio. Was that a Mustang? Oh, oh typical Mustangers. It's know. so funny. It was a Mustang. A couple of Mexicans having a Friday evening. Man, it's just like I don't know if you ever seen those things on the, the internet though, but they got a bunch of Mustang memes, and they're like the worst drivers that like people get and they're always in accidents and shit from doing shit like that. I know, but also remember yourself when you were 18 or 19. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you were 22. But I, I never did that. I, I used to jump from the second floor because I didn't have the patience to take the stairs. I swear to God, if I lied to you, I used to run and jump on the grass and roll out. It just, I just I just couldn't sit. Anyhow, that's, this is pretty good. Let's get back to the good. <laughs> Yeah, um, this is one of my uh, my teammates that makes life so fun. Yeah, see Jerry. Yeah, here. yeah. We were actually, you guys were looking like you guys were having a great time. So I figured I'll go join you guys and introduce myself outside of Vegas. And I was like, man, I'm glad I actually went up to you guys and met you guys because we we ever ever since we met, it's been a it's been a good kickoff, man. You guys respected me and you guys uh, embraced me too and immediately. And it was fucking best part of this industry. Yeah, man, it was it was pretty good. And Jerry said, "Man, I like everything about you, man. Yeah, you know, you're not yeah. your typical salesman. You you didn't come sell me some bullshit. You fucking not get... at all. I was gonna. I thought we we're going somewhere for happy. 
I definitely had a happy hour later that hour because <laughs> the, 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 the micro boost gummy you gave me, it was a pretty uh, good gummy, man. I really had to enjoy it, my time with it after. Yeah, man. So now we're here uh, with Bob and Jerry, and uh, we got the chemist back here, the the, the micro gel specialist, or should we say? Yeah, Boris and I, yeah, we worked together at, uh, at Tetra Labs was uh, the company we ran for eight years, and he was the CTO. I did head of sales. So you kind of snuck him away from over there? Why? Yeah, actually, it was his idea. He was saying for years before 2019, we should really get into CBD. Uh, but, you know, I was selling CBD at the dispensaries, and it, it, it was not the hottest seller. You yeah, know, yeah. you walk in, and at first when it came out, we uh, we had a product that was five 10-milligram CBD soft gels. So 50 milligrams of CBD that we sold for $50 a bottle or dollar a milligram, right? right? So I go into these dispensaries, you know, now we're friends. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, so I know you like the THC pills. The CBD ones are more expensive and you don't get high at all. You know, <laughs> yeah. how many do you want? You know, and it wasn't super popular. But it, but after, you know, stuff like Sanjay Gupta and, uh, you know, it's becoming more in the mainstream, people started asking for it more and more. And and after Boris uh, suggested it enough times, I was like, OK, let's let's do it. Let's start a CBD company. Yeah, because that, that kind of migrated over there to Indiana, too, because CBD is allowed to be sold in stores over there now, too. And then, like, everybody started hopping on that binge. Not next thing you know, everybody was selling their own CBD kind of mixture. Oh, yeah. It's the fastest boom to bust industry I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. The Delta-8 and, and all the, the psychoactive cannabinoids, I think, really saved the hemp industry from just tanking altogether. And it's pretty cool to watch that all these cannabinoids come out of just this one plant and everybody's just starting extracting certain things and then making different things with certain extractions, which is amazing from how much plant this plant could just give us, you know, just from one plant. And people are making all these products like gummies, CBD, uh, and it's just like cool to see, you know, in the industry to blossom so different ways just from all these new ingredients or cannabinoids that people are finding are using now and the products yeah when they wrote the hemp farm bill they, they really underestimated the ingenuity of the cannabis scientists to figure out the, some loopholes yeah 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 they quickly did yeah quick right and the next thing you know and like i said that they're they're selling delta eight products now in, in indiana we don't even allow to smoke regular thc weed you know? yeah it's illegal but you literally go buy a delta eight it gives you like the same high almost well and with the edibles there's no regulation on the amount of milligrams so in california the max amount of milligrams you can get in a pack of gummies is 100 and typically they're like five to ten milligrams of gummy now you know we had a company in florida that ordered 250 milligrams delta eight per gummy you know and wow. they sell them in a 10 pack you know and it's cheaper than the stuff you get at the dispensary because you don't have all the 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 taxes, the taxes and, and all that yeah. absorbent taxes that they put on it you know wow it hits almost the same yeah yeah i feel like, i feel like delta 8 is like the diet coke of uh, of thc you know it's like 75 percent as strong yeah so you so we also you also got a product called boner right <laughs> boners oh cbd is better for boners yeah well, I like to, uh, you know, tell jokes to uh, break the ice in a, in a sales pitch. So, yeah, I always like to have a product that's got a punchline. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. You know? And it really, you know, breaks down the walls between people. You make them laugh and then 
you know, they feel like they're your friend. Yeah, yeah, our boy Jerry had an experience with those Honda. Yeah, yeah. I have a few under my pillow. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this is amazing. I appreciate you guys, man, allowing me to come and, uh, and give, give you guys an interview and this check out your product. part of our day or job, really. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Appreciate the tacos that we went to go check out, man, earlier. Is there anything else you want to step on before we get out of here, man? Uh, yeah, you know, I, uh, I do a lot of writing still. You know, I got my degree in writing, and I've been published in Rolling Stone three times now. Yeah, that's so awesome. You look for Robert Johnson, Rolling Stone, Psychedelics. You know, you find a write about these psychedelic conferences that we attend. Uh, I've been published in, like, Green Entrepreneur and uh, Nutritional Outlook, all sorts of different stuff. Uh, so, you know, I'd, I'd encourage your listeners to check out some of that. You know, Hunter Thompson was one of my favorite writers growing up, and I always wanted to uh, to write about drugs and Rolling Stone. So I got to do that. You can find links to it on on microboost.com as well. And yeah, check out our, our Instagram at microboost. It's with a Y, M-Y-C-R-O, boost. And uh, we have, uh, I have some cool um, uh, public speaking engagements coming up at some psychedelic conferences and maybe even on some television programs too. So, you know, we'll, we'll stay in, stay in touch and I'll let you know when, when those things are coming up. Yeah, for sure. And if you ever come to Chicago, man, I know the champs is coming out there uh, in August, I believe. I don't know if you guys are going to make you guys. Oh yeah. We went, we went last year. I've got family in Illinois, so that'd be a good excuse yeah, to yeah. come out there. Yeah, definitely. And we could definitely get you guys on the podcast again. And, um, you said you used to do stand-up comedy, so I wanted to pick your brain about that real quick. How was that? Did you ever go out and try to, like, do it in, like, bars and stuff? Oh, and for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, did did uh, quite a few open mic nights and, yeah, a few, a do few sets. Do, do you still encourage them, Jerry, when you're out there to go out and uh, get up there once in a while? I encourage them days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes life a lot more fun when you don't take yourself seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Laughter is always a must in life, man. You know, laughter is always good, uh, especially when you're working with good people. It makes you yeah. fucking laugh all the time. He's the clown of the workshop all the time. There's many clowns. <laughs> you know, I made one. I made might have said one joke last night because everybody was so happy talking. You know, that's what Boris was yeah, saying. Yeah, everybody yesterday. had a good time. Boris is like, everyone's talking shit here. <laughs> it's fun though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always good to be in a group around people like that and just be oh. able to just open up, man, and have the shit talking go crazy you know well now my my opportunity to tell jokes is at these uh, psychedelic conferences and stuff so you get me on a panel you know i i i know my stuff and i i feel like i'm informative too but i just don't take myself too seriously yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And i found that at a lot of these mushroom conferences you know it's a new industry we want to be respected and not considered just you know uh far out hippies right but you know it's still like such a cool uh cool plant that's showing us like you know an, another dimension i mean we can't totally, be totally. that like self-serious about it, you know? <laughs> so that's that's my uh, opportunity to crack some jokes now is uh whenever i get the mic at a at a conference you, you just feel like fucking i'm just gonna take this room over real quick for 10 minutes i'm gonna <laughs> yeah. give him a 10 minute set real quick <laughs> you should actually see some of the, the talks you know some if they're videoed you should see them they're good yeah, yeah, definitely send me some links if you have some of sure. the, the previous ones. I could definitely check them out and even uh, put them on my 
description sometimes. And then check out our on Instagram too. It's just now we're giving it attention. Just now it's starting to move. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be sharing your products more and I'm definitely going to try every single one of these when I get back. I'm definitely going to try that coffee as soon as I get back to the, to the room. I definitely want to try this one of these on the airplane because it's it's like, it, it's it's phenomenal. Actually, there's two of the same flavor. So these, because there's, there's that hemp-dried uh, HHC, which let's say it's similar to a cannabis THC and it gives you that headspace. Oh, okay. And then you can enjoy if you like turkey tail, let's say, or cordyceps. Or I yeah. really like that. I almost want to maybe take this concept to a tattoo shop. You're going to sit there, get a tattoo. Why not take a couple of gummies and chill out? Yeah, I, I mean, I usually, when I, I got a big back piece on my back, it's uh, my mom and my aunt. Wow. So it's a... Uh, it's my picture too. It's, I took that picture of my mom and my tias. My tias are on the side. My mom's in the middle. That's dope, dude. Nice. And uh, I, I took some fucking bike in, man, to go sit down for those sessions. You know, fucking like you said, I, I would probably. This take is it. all natural and vegan, and it tastes good. And look, just to put you in that relaxed state, right? And then I'll show you. I have uh, pharmaceuticals. Because I, I can't sit still. I've also been hurt before when I was a kid in, in some various... Jumping accidents. out of windows? Jumping out of windows, <laughs> hit by a car in Taekwondo. I fell and cracked my coccyx bone. So I'm not a big sitter anyway. Yeah, so yeah. I do have like Ativan in my bag, right? Pharmaceutical for traveling, for sitting on the plane, for long. I don't do it. I don't take it. I still have it to know I have it. I have access to it. But I haven't touched it for years because I prefer to take some of this natural stuff. Yeah, and natural is always better, too. Totally. Totally always Honestly, better. To be very honest, yes. Oh, man. Jerry, anything you want to close out before we get out of here, no, man? man? I really enjoyed the, you appreciating our hard work. That makes me very happy. Well, entrepreneur from one, man, I, I, I put in just as much hard work. So we, we I definitely know what it's like to put of in course, hard work. That's, you know? that's why you're <laughs> Yeah, of course. And then uh, I appreciate you guys inviting me to your facility. It's Thank amazing you. to see uh, all the things going on, especially that soft gel machine. That shit was pretty cool, man. And I was telling uh, Boris, because that's, that you know, that heat tracing that it goes around the pipes. Yeah. We, we I, I sew blankets, the, the jackets that go over that. So we will come and measure them and make uh, a complete uh -huh. whole jacket. If you wanted something like that, though. But we do it in the industry, like the heat and cooling industry. like big, Cool. Uh, high, like the temperature? Uh, we go, we can make blankets for like 5,000 degrees. So it depends on the Kevlar and uh, the, the material that you want. There's vermiculite. No, no, nothing like that. We, we we got blankets that are just single jackets that would be 150 degrees. We used to put a jacket on the on the reactor when we used to react Delta uh, CVD, sorry, into Delta A. You have a reactor and it decarbs, and then we would jacket that just to yeah, because it it help with the heating to keep sure. it keep it sure. at the temperature also, you, you know, want. You don't realize it, but let's say in January, if it's 40 degrees during the day, it gets really cold at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that might affect the machine, right? It does, yeah. it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, when you're working in production, you want to make things flow. Yeah, of course. You know, it's like yeah. a kitchen. <laughs> yeah, without heating, it's just solidifies in lines. And 
Man, so the, the soft gels before we get out of here, the, that's probably the most challenging part of what you guys do. I mean, we're really experts at soft gels now, uh, so we're, <laughs> we're always looking. <laughs> we're always looking for something new to to challenge ourselves. Uh, so soft gels, I feel like we have down. It's now like new uh, new formulas that sometimes come across the desk. Take a little while to to figure out a way to make something taste good, be actually therapeutic dose. And uh, yeah, so that's, there, there's always something new. Like that, uh, that dab that you have too, right? That's got uh, a distillate in it. So the soft gel machine is not designed at all to put something that is solid at room temperature uh, into a soft gel. But with Boris and Armando's help, you know, we made some modifications to the machine and you know, can can uh, do stuff that it's definitely not designed to do. Now that we have a gummy machine, we're about to, you know, try and really test and push the limits of what that thing can do. Oh, too. yeah, yeah. yeah. And as far as experience, experimenting with the new new things that you guys can Yeah, do. yeah. Yeah, we got a, a, a gusher capability. Oh, no shit. Gummy machine, yeah. So I know all the 80s and 90s. Yeah, 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 the gusher shit. Keep that, that up. Yeah, that'd be cool as shit, too. I don't think anybody's doing that now you know yeah. <laughs> the gesture style kind of edible that'd be kind of very well like very everybody wants to try it. everybody everybody so how many line of products do you guys got total you think our how white many? label catalog is 75 pages long Whew. yeah uh, it's it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys just be coming up in here every day, which is coming up with new ideas, basically. Probably, try, what can we try next? What can we try new? What can well, we... yeah, and in addition to the seventy-five pages, we make custom stuff for people too. Oh, so, no you know, shit. We, there's a lot of stuff that that we have made that you know we don't have listed on our catalog, but people come to us all the time, and sometimes they they're like, "This is the exact formula I want to make," and other times they're like, you know, they they have a feeling, "I want something." for sleep or I want something for a mood enhancement. And, uh, you know, I don't know what I want in there. And so we kind of, you know, start from the beginning and yeah. figure it out together. Well, that's but all. I love working with entrepreneurs. You know, I love plant medicine. I love entrepreneurs. So it's like the perfect Venn diagram yeah. uh, running this business. And because we all know what we're going through as entrepreneurs too, you know, so it's always easier to understand somebody else's story because you already lived it and you're living it still to this day. Like, uh, it's, it's just amazing, man, to be here. I appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, Bob, Jerry, meeting you guys. Boris, my man, we exchanged some stories today. Uh, yeah, man, next time, I, I, hopefully we could do it in the studio in Chicago and then- Look forward to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, we could get- All you some. gotta do is invite us. Yeah. Oh, you're invited, I already gave you. <laughs> but yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on. Can we play that song one more time to get out of here, man? Oh yeah, sure. My man played this uh, micro booth song, the mushroom song, the money mushroom song. Well, man, this is a great time. I appreciate the hospitality. The fish tacos were amazing. The octopus taco was amazing. Uh, appreciate the hospitality one more time, man. This is Cushion Coffee with Bob, Jerry, and Boris from Micro Boost, man. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you. Yeah.
Thank you, man.